0: my name is maggie and i'm your host here at tv that made us thank you for joining us if you're new here i encourage you to listen to all of our previous episodes of my favorite shows as i analyze them with my friends as you might know i'm a media producer and i'm always interested in the way that media especially narrative film and tv influences culture and society you are what you watch what you consume especially in this day and age of binge watching so on this show my friends and I we'll be discussing some of our favorite TV series and how they have influences as adults. On this episode, we're talking about Veronica Mars and her life in the fictional town of Neptune, California. The show by Rob Thomas about the teen detective aired on UPN9 from 2004 to 2006 and later on The CW from 2006 to 2007. And it chronicled the life of teen Veronica Mars, who after the murder of her best friend, Lily Kane, she, along with her dad, became social outcasts. She helps her peers and her dad with investigations from fraud to cheating scandals whilst maneuvering her way around high school and later college. In 2014, the cult following was able to garner enough momentum and money for the series to have a proper ending with a film that showcased Veronica and her friends dealing with larger scandals and the psychological effects of growing up in Neptune. At the beginning of the summer, Hulu picked up eight episodes and revived the series, bringing back Veronica, Keith, Logan, and even Dick. What really fascinates me about this series is not just the complexity of the protagonists, but also the father-daughter relationship between Veronica and Keith, as well as the way it deals with issues like rape and violence against women. To discuss more, I have here my friend and filmmaker, Christina Rea. So Christina, tell us a little bit about yourself and the love for the show.
1: Uh, Hi everyone, Uh, I'm Christina Rea, I'm a filmmaker. I I first discovered Veronica Mars between the first and second seasons. Um, I had seen an interview with Joss Whedon And he said that it was his favorite show on TV right now. And I was a huge Buffy fan. And so I was like, I have to find this show. So I think between... I don't know exactly what months the first season aired, if it was a traditional um, season. But I think it was over the summer that I found the first season and binged it and just loved it. And so then I watched it live from from that point forward for the second and third season. But I'd also bought them on DVD and I... I watched them all the way through at least once by myself and also with my best friend in high school. I kind of it, like introduced the show to her and I just loved it. I, I loved, obviously there are some Buffy comparisons and, and reasons why I loved Buffy are also reasons why I loved Veronica. But um, she was just such a complicated character, so complex. And I, I think what resonated with me a lot was just how... Um, the trauma that existed in her life and like how she overcame so much and was this strong character who wa- who didn't really fit in and, and, was, and didn't let it stop her from being herself and, uh, and really kind of outsmarting everyone. And I think that there was a level of, the way that I felt in, in high school, as a little bit of an outcast for various reasons and, um, and wanting to like, and also there was a layer of class there because I grew up with a single mom um, in a sort of upper middle class small town. I mean, not really a small town when you think about like the, the world of America, but it was in New York, but it was Long Island and it was a small town. It was a four mile long town, Long Beach. And everyone around me had like designer stuff and I had, you know, like pay less and whatever. And, and so um, there was that, like there was a, a validation in that and seeing a character that, that existed in that kind of world where I felt like I existed
0: as well. I also discover um the show not at the very, very beginning. I discovered it once it was on the CW. It was around the same time that charm was ending and supernatural was there. so it was it was one of the shows that i that I liked. So I started late. I started with her. When she was already in college and mm-hmm. she, you know, the the Lily murder had been solved and things like that. One of the things that I I loved about the show was the father-daughter relationship. That That's probably like my favorite thing of the show to be on. I also grew up in a single parent household and my dad was not present at all. And so a lot of the shows and media, even books, like one of my favorite books is To Kill a Mockingbird. And it's not for the main major reasons that people would think but it's that father daughter bond mm-hmm. between the main character and the father and I love Keith and so that was kind of like my introduction to Veronica and and why one of the reasons why I love the show. I just wanted to say spoilers ahead. We will be talking not only about the all the all the first 3 seasons of the show but also the film and then um the season on Hulu. So if you guys have not watched the season on Hulu Please go do so now and come Mm -hmm. back to this podcast. But if you have, stick around.
1: Look. Hot dog. Hot dog? It's an expression of excitement and enthusiasm. Joe and Frank Hardy and I used to say hot dog all the time while we were waiting for the car hop to bring us our malteds at the drive-in. Drive-in? I hate you. You love me. Yeah, but it's all instinct.
0: All right, Christina. So the first thing that I want to discuss is Veronica's relationship with Keith, Mm -hmm. her dad. So we know that her mom was the absentee parent in this case. For me, coming from a household where I had my mom watching shows similarly to kind of like Gilmore Girls where Mm -hmm. there was a mom. There's always like the mom as a single parent. And here we had Keith. I love that their relationship was not the the most father-daughterly one. It it grew into being kind of like a full-on partnership because at this point now, They are fully partners in Mm -hmm. in Mars investigations. I mean, something that I loved about that relationship
1: was that he wasn't a traditional father that you see on TV, where he kind of policed his daughter. You know, a lot there's especially when it comes to like sexuality and uh, respecting her agency as a as a woman and as a human being. You see a lot of TV shows. Fathers are like locking up their daughters and it's about creating a barrier between boys and their daughter and like telling her how to dress and how to be and how to behave and um there was really none of that there were like moments of him having those those i guess go-to reactions and then he would kind of like check himself and she would check him and so i I thought that it was a really healthy relationship and it was really lovely to see on tv and yeah i didn't i didn't have uh, my dad in my life either and I, I don't say that I was necessarily like craving that I, have, I love my mom and I have a wonderful relationship with my mom, but it was nice to see just like what a dad could look like and like should look like I think. Um, and and I will say that of the fourth season I just love that they do have this partnership where they're equals and they respect each other and they work together and it isn't kind of taking that. Dynamic where one of them is an authority figure over the other into adulthood, but rather they've kind of created this like equal ground.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. I I also really like the fact that he let her be. He mm-hmm. let her be, and so we can see that effects in her as an adult, um, especially in the fourth in the fourth season. Uh, in in general, in the show, but uh, you know, Ver- Veronica she not only can handle herself, and um, but she. Also, she's a sexual being. She has her own thoughts. She Mm -hmm. has um, her own thing going on. She's not somebody who particularly, let's say, needs her dad. But it's great that he's there. Mm -hmm. And he's not just a protector. Sometimes she's the one doing the protecting, as we see in the fourth season. It was very difficult to see what went on with him because it also parallels to our fa- our our parents getting older, yeah. and th- how we have to then be caregivers. the care the, the yeah. caregivers and um, uh, be there be there for them in more when more ways than than what we ever thought. For example, like my mom is also having issues like with memory. My mm. my grandmother also um, she passed away with Alzheimer's, and it was when then having um, seeing those characters on television, but also seeing somebody like Keith who. He wasn't a couch potato. He's mm-hmm. using his brain all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still active, he's still relatively young to, to for him to have um having memory issues and and um having Veronica not not know about it at the beginning mm-hmm. in the fourth season, um, and later on be extremely concerned. And he's like that that uh there was a scene when he was like, I'm afraid I'm gonna do something stupid and I'm gonna get you hurt.
1: Yeah. Like the show itself the original run of it the new season the strongest aspect is the relationship between them um and i i love that the show kind of showed you both perspectives like the fear that he had of losing himself and losing the thing that makes him him because his mind and his analysis and his sort of Critical thinking and crafting—it's like that's all what makes him him as a human being and in his work—and um, then also the fear of yeah, like telling his daughter and and putting her in danger, and then also seeing her side of it, which I relate to more as someone who's you know who has a parent who's getting older and just that fear of losing yeah my parent and, and both literally like uh, you know as they get older, literally losing them, but also just the idea of losing their personality, losing who they are. And, and like even it is an interesting transition. So it was kind of cool to see that on screen. Um, even if it was a little bit like earlier than you would typically see it because it was done through his injury. But, um, the idea of like, I'm, I'm, I just turned 30 and like when I'm sick, I still kind of want my mom, like I want my mom to take care of me, you know? And, now, this, there's like a reversal that's starting to happen where it's like, I still want that, but I'm now
0: the person that will be taking care of my mom. But when she leaves at the end of the season, she's able to leave Maddie, mm-hmm, Maddie, and not in charge, but it, it, it creates kind of like this. Uh, what could be this also like spin-off tale where Keith can be a little bit like a, a surrogate father for her who had, she lost her dad at the beginning of the season. And I think that's another reason why Veronica kind of gravitated to her. It seems from the very beginning that they had a really good bond and that her mom was again, the semi SMT uh, parent. She left her and a random stranger, Veronica to take care of her. And she left him with, little version of herself or what could be. I didn't realize I had to have the
1: conversation vetted.
0: I would have been happy to veto questions for you ahead of time.
1: Mm, That would have been nice, huh? We could have packed a lunch and made a day of it. Mm, Missed opportunity if you ask me. A
0: mistake you can learn from.
1: What then exactly am I allowed to ask Logan about? (laughs) Hobbies? Surfing? What's your attraction?
0: Don't... The other main family in the show that I want to kind of do like a compare and contrast if that's even possible because they're Mm -hmm. completely different is logan's family and logan's father i think that we do see the effects of having a particular parent for example like an abusive parent and then how logan dealt with violence and anger and, and trauma versus having a supportive parent. And even though those had violence and that trauma still happened, let's say, for example, to Veronica, maybe she didn't deal with it in the healthiest way, but she dealt with it differently than uh-huh. Logan. Yeah, well, I think just having a foundation of
1: support and some knowing that you are loved and that someone cares about you makes a huge difference in how you Handle anything in the world. Veronica definitely has trauma and has trust issues, and a lot of that is rooted in her mom leaving um, and then obviously her best friend dying. Like, it, her trust issues make a lot of sense to me. So, I think that both of their issues make sense. So, Logan coming from an abusive environment and never really feeling like the validation of someone loving and respecting and caring for him specifically for his entire childhood. Makes sense that he lashes out. So, like, his way of kind of getting attention, getting acknowledgement from his parents is to do horrendous things that will just get him kind of more abuse.
0: basically. You know how, like, they say that sometimes depending on your parent, those are the, the type of partners that you choose mm-hmm. in life. The show, what it does really well is that it she goes for someone who who is not like her dad but who needs someone like her dad or mm-hmm. who needs someone like her. Yeah. And instead of fixing her own trauma, she tries to I guess fix his. Right. Which is it's so evident because we still see that in in the fourth season where she's like I don't want to, you know, kind of like deal with what her dad is going through or or anything. She'd rather I don't know listen to like war stories from Logan mm-hmm. or or do something for him instead of herself. Um while Logan instead of continue to be in a a cycle of violence, decides, you know what, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. And did his due diligence in in going to therapy and getting an education. Granted, it was hard, but seeing him um, evolve in the character that he is now, I feel like it gives hope to those who who are in therapy, who have suffered trauma, that you don't have to continue the cycle of violence.
1: Well, so I will say, I think what is great is interesting about the first season is that Lily we don't really know all that much outside of memories like Veronica's memories of her but the little glimpses you see though she's a teenager so I'm sure she could have grown out a lot grown out and grown up a lot um she is a little bit like Logan's da- mom I mean and in, in like her sort of uh self-centeredness um and so there is a layer of like him pursuing someone somewhat like his mother but this and also if you look at like Duncan who I think is such a boring character but like is a very like outside of his his illness is a stable character um they in a way were going towards like similar household patterns but Mm. this trauma that they mutually experienced brought them together and like changed the trajectory of their lives, I think. And so it's like a really interesting way that they were able to then end up together and like evolve together. Um, But I do agree that one of the strong, like I'm, so I rewatched the show recently with my husband because he had never seen it and I wanted to watch the fourth season. So we binged all three seasons. And as a teenager, like I was in love with Logan. Like I thought he was just like, oh, I love this damaged, you know, like just romantic bad boy character. But then as an adult, I'm watching, and I'm like, oh my God, he needs to go to therapy and like Veronica needs to stay away from him because he's toxic. And so I do love that by the fourth season, the I think the best thing that they did was show that you don't have to remain a product of your environment and that you can really go to therapy and, and f- like pinpoint the things that are causing you to lash out in certain ways and to sort of evolve who you are. As a human being, I wish he had been given a little bit more of his own storyline in the fourth season, and a little bit more like nuance, so that there were still bits of his like charm. I feel because like there, I think that the show did a little bit of like a kind of removal of a bit of his personality in order to kind of iron him out into this like well-adjusted human being. So I wish that there was a little bit more attention paid to that. And I think if it was like a traditional non eight episode series but like a full season maybe that would have happened but otherwise i think think it's wonderful that they fleshed mm-hmm. him out and like gave him therapy and and evolved him um, and that they showed that contrast of like how veronica has is sort of in an arrested development because she hasn't done yeah. that
0: yeah definitely coincidentally like my favorite um disney film growing up was beauty and the beast and like this mm-hmm. whole entire um thing of like taming the beast or like he just the whole thing. He just needs a hug and mm-hmm. he just needs someone to love and how much of ourselves are we giving up to be with someone like that? And I love the fact that Logan then Veronica was not his therapist. Veronica right, yeah. was not um the person he might have started off wanting to change for mm-hmm, her. Yeah. But he took that extra step like Veronica didn't stay stagnant and said, "Okay, I'm just going to help you in every single step of the way." At one point or another, that person, um, that that man in this case, needed to do something for himself. I like. I really enjoyed seeing him progress. And yes, there is like a character change in the fourth season. And I do agree. There's a you know big moment where they talk about um, his anger and how mm-hmm. he he deals with anger differently. But I think it's it's more to contrast how somebody that, ha- that went through therapy and also gone to war and gone through all of that deals with what he would probably consider to be like a minor stress compared to him coming home from war. Yeah. You know, dealing with like the security for for this guy at Neptune. It's like, okay, like I don't have to stress it out. But for Veronica, this is like this major thing and um, because she hasn't gone through um, the steps of therapy, she wants him to be in the uproar with her as well. Um, so it's, I, I really enjoy, I really enjoy that, to see that contrast in, in the fourth season, and I do believe, as we were talking prior to this, that it was a disservice, what happened to him at the end.
1: He felt, it felt like a plot device just to, like, rapidly develop Veronica, and that was a disservice to him. You know, he was such a, he was such an integral part of the show for the first three seasons, and he did have his own storyline and storylines, and he was... You know, he his family, like, in the first – at least the first season was a major part of the storyline. And so, like, we didn't really get to see a lot of him. And it felt – it was just a real disservice. And I think, you know, my personal opinion, I think that he should have broken up with her. Like, if Rob Thomas wanted to give her that ending where she has to, A, go to therapy and, B, like, leave Neptune to pursue other – you know, um, I guess like mysteries in other communities. I think that would have accomplished that if he had, if he had sort of been like for my own mental health, like I need to move on until at least. Veronica, what happened to you? I need to report a crime.
0: Is there anyone in particular you'd like me to arrest or should I just round up the sons of the most important families in town? I've got not a shred of evidence to work with here, but that really doesn't matter to your family, now, does it? Mm, Look at this. She cries. The show in general has always touched upon very dark issues, especially surrounding women and violence against women Mm -hmm. and abuse against women as well. We know on the show that Veronica was raped as well as another character when she was in school and Mm -hmm. in, in school campus in college we we also dealt with um uh, drugs and gangs there was a there's so many issues going on in neptune and how they're dealt with on the show especially coming from like a teen detective they're looked at in like this in this weird way where like us veronica is growing up especially like the first two seasons right she's she's in high school through this mystery of finding out what happened to uh her friend she gets to see the world of like a sneak peek of adults mm-hmm. and how adults deal with things and what justice is how when when somebody commits a crime what happens to them mm-hmm. and how economic backgrounds matter your gender and race matter yeah. and we also got to see those things one of
1: its definite strengths was its like ability to start with such darkness and such trauma and still be this like witty playful show without losing that like authenticity of the complexities of of people when we're talking about like sexual assault for me i hate it seeing it on tv when it's used as a plot device as like we need we need something you know to happen to this female character so we're just gonna like have her get raped and so that'll be her storyline what I what I love about Veronica Mars is that it doesn't define her and it isn't just like an incident and then we kind of leave it uh and then so often it's usually from like a male perspective of like oh you know I'm a hero who now now has to like avenge my the rape of my wife or my sister or something. Like there was none of that in Veronica Mars. It was very much her storyline. For one thing, we don't see it. We don't see the assault, which is really important, I think, when it comes to representation on TV because so often it is like visualized and it is very often through a male gaze. Um we don't see it on Veronica Mars. And it is all about the aftermath and about her processing that and not letting it define her, but very much like developing her. So it mm-hmm. is a part of who she is and her history and, it, and it, it is always there and it has very much affected her, but it doesn't like destroy who she was before, but it involves, it, it changes. And so I think that there's just like an authenticity in that, that, that I think was just great to see and that yeah like you see the realities of what happens in our justice system that it doesn't often believe women or support women in the fourth season you know she goes jogging in one of the episodes and then tases a guy who comes up behind her which is like such a gratifying thing to see because so often that would end up in like an assault so it's nice that there's a subversion of that but it doesn't disregard the fact that it is a is a reality for women that to jog at night usually will result in something terrible because just the fact that she has a taser and has to taste someone like tells you that that's yeah. the world we live in, you know? And so, yeah, the show, that's sort of it's one of its strengths and also just its play with like the haves and the have nots in general. And so, as you mentioned, like gangs, I love that they're three dimensional, the characters that are in the gang, that it isn't like. Especially in our current world, and our current administration, where it's just, like, a demonization of Latinx people and, like, a fear-mongering using gangs to show that, for one thing, the show had both, like, this um, Latinx gang and then also their Irish, what is the other gang that's, um, that's on the show, the, like, Brothers... That I want to say that they
0: are, yeah, they are Irish. I just even, like... Even in the fourth season, aren't yeah. they also Irish? Yeah, I
1: think so. <laughs> so, like, there isn't just, like, a one definition of a gang, which I appreciate. And also that the characters that, like, Weevil is such a developed character and is so nuanced and isn't just, like, a villain, nor is he just a hero. Like, he, he does... He plays both lines, which I think is just, is very human. He calls her out. He, he calls does. her out
0: a lot, Um, the fourth season, but in the when show in general. When she's being
1: privileged, yeah. And yeah. she's, like, not, you know, acknowledging her own privilege as a white woman walking through the world, for sure. So I think that it does, there are definitely some flaws. Like, I will say the third season handles the group of feminists horrendously. Like, there's a lot of problematic stuff in the way that they're portrayed. And the things that they do, like faking a rape, which I think, like is very problematic and is very coming from maybe uh, a place where no one on the writing team maybe considers themselves a feminist at that point in time. But um, outside of that, I think it handles these like nuanced complexities really well and so much better than any teen show. It's so much more than a teen show.
0: It's interesting because now we have, let's say for example, a show like 13 Reasons Why where it, I don't know if you've seen it, but it explicitly, explicitly, um was uh it was called out on how explicit it was in showing Mm -hmm. uh, a rape scene and it goes back to okay are we using this as a plot device are we using this for ratings like is this controversial or are we actually showing something that's authentic and i think with some with something like veronica mars one of the things that i really the way that it happens it's probably the most common or most you know what i mean it wasn't like she was completely assaulted. It was, yes, like that whole thing rape. with like the date rape drug mm-hmm. and and um, the memory loss, and like it's there. And I think there's more people that could relate to something like that. Goes back to the whole thing of like w- how we police women, but we never teach men how not to rape. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We always teach women don't wear this. Uh, be, you know, be careful. Yeah. Um, e- even you know, I was just at um my birthday party. And I had um, one of my friends, granted he's a guy, but he was also very vigilant of like, oh, you left it there, don't drink that. And it's stuff like that. I don't see guys saying that to other guys. Yeah. It's always for us. It's interesting
1: because like Dick as a character is never really held accountable for the fact that he's the one that actually (laughs) drugged technically. Like he was trying to drug his girlfriend and then she ended up with the drink. But there is that. That's just like it's never really... No one is ever really held accountable for what what happens to Veronica because there's so many like elements at play. And ultimately, there is one person that chose to violate her while she was passed out on the bed. But um, there were so many like wrong moves, even thinking about like Duncan. The fact that they had sex before or after she's raped, I don't remember which happened first, but. The fact that he had sex with her when she was, like, that out of it.
0: Right. I think it was in, afterwards. Yeah. In
1: our, like, current conversation, he raped her. But, like, at that time, that was just, like, two drunk people having sex. But the fact that she was drugged implies that, yeah, she would have been, like, so out of it. And he could not have been as out of it because he wasn't drugged. And so it's just, like, there's I, – I, I do think the show was kind of ahead of its time, at least, in, like, bringing these – these nuanced like gray areas to light
0: and having those conversations the whole carry your weight movement was out I went back to that entire season in Veronica Marsh when she went to college and all the things that we had to learn at least for I went to an old girls school and we had like an entire thing on like what to do when you're at college like mm-hmm. we needed to have like that extra class mm-hmm. to learn how not to possibly get raped or day rape with a drug or all, all that stuff like the same thing I was saying about our education system and and h- how we, how we teach women to be and police women yeah. to be who they who they are and what to wear instead of doing the same thing for the guys I want to quickly touch upon um the new season and talk a little bit about Veronica and her friend now that we can call her Nicole because I've Person didn't didn't think that Veronica had a lot of w- girlfriends mm-hmm. um, that that she could chit chat with or whatnot, and the fact that in this season she's kind of given and it, she's mocked for it by her dad um, that she has like a, a girlfriend who um, we later see that she also has her own trauma and she also deals with it in the way that she mm-hmm. she deals with it, and the fact that um, she's not a victim. I, I Maddie Maddie isn't either, but the the two women in this last season um they are independent and they take charge and they take justice in their own hands not justifying that but the fact that they can be actual allies and friends with veronica instead of being somebody who's below her or who needs her in Mm -hmm. a way yeah yeah what did you think of of nicole
1: i loved her character i loved that yeah she had sort of like had a level of agency in what happened to her by you know she like she the justice system sort of worked for her like it doesn't erase what happened to her or the trauma but she ended up with this business and because she sued them and like there was a level of um empowerment in like the way that she handled it you know it's interesting i i liked that seeing veronica with a with a female friend with a woman friend yeah. mac was the only one previously that was like really a staple, and she was always kind of, like, in and out. Really only in the third season did she have regular screen time, I guess.
0: Yeah, because before she was – it was always, like, um, uh, uh, Wallace. Yeah. She always had uh, – um, and, and then some – and then all the other male characters, mm-hmm. uh, Logan, Piss, Will, uh, um, Weevil, and um, the, the guy – at oh, my gosh, I forget uh, – Leo also. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think it's interesting, you know, in high school I was definitely – one of those girls who's kind of like, oh, I have mostly guy friends. And like there was a level of, um, I guess, internalized like misogyny within that idea of like, I don't need girlfriends. I have these guy friends. But now, I, you know, my best friend is a woman and like I have many women around me. And I think having female friendships and showing them on on TV is so important. And so uh, one of the flaws, I would say, of the early show and it being mostly a male writing staff is that they didn't necessarily like Acknowledge the importance of that though they did with Lily, but like she's murdered. So, you know, Mm -hmm. Veronica never replaces that. Right. Um, And I really liked Nicole. I have mixed feelings, I guess, about what happened between her and Veronica, because I feel on the one hand, as a as a survivor herself, would Veronica really like odd so easily be swayed to think that Nicole would be the one doing this because of what happened to her? Um but I also think because of Veronica's trust issues that are so embedded yeah. in her that it does feel authentic to her so there is a so I think that that does develop well mm-hmm. um yeah if they if they do more seasons I guess I would love to see some sort of like yeah bring a, like bring that back in some way and some acknowledgement on Veronica's part that she really messed up that friendship and needs to like work her trust
0: issues out you know yeah I I, I like the contrast because in the very first episode fourth season when it opens we open to a woman who was being cheated on uh, her husband and her husband that controls her Mm -hmm. electronics and everything in the house and it's Veronica who has to come in and in a way save her and teach her how to be more proactive while then midway through we meet Nicole and she's like I got this like you don't have to be my savior, we can actually be friends.
1: Yeah, that's, and,
0: I think, yeah, yeah, that's what's great. Because there is a little bit of, like,
1: Veronica's smarter than everyone else on the show and is, like, the savior of everyone. There's a little bit of, like, exceptionalism around her as a woman, where, like, all these other women need saving, but not Veronica Mars. And so it was nice to get this, like, much more developed portrayal of women where it's, like, not everyone needs to be saved by Veronica. And, and you know, she isn't actually above everyone else and she
0: can have a conversation she can, with her yeah and she yes. can have like
1: she can just be an
0: equal with she can another have drinks woman. and dance and be right. and be in a presence of, of, of another woman and don't feel the need to either a save her or protect her but also there's no competitiveness either yeah
1: that i that i really loved i just i loved that she had an actual friend who was who was like an escape and an ally in life and like gave her just like the experience of being a regular, you know, thirty-ish woman, you know,
0: and not have the whole marriage and kids plan out, right? That's another thing. Know. Is like, so I don't like calling her like make fun. Do I right. love that whole back and forth of yeah. like pre- them pretending to be moms? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, I loved that. But
1: I will say, you know, some of the criticisms of the new season is that I think some pushback to the fan outrage has been like well, not all women need to want marriage and kids. And like, I'm all for that. Like, I totally love the idea of seeing a woman who doesn't want any of that. That's not my annoyance with the way it played out. Like, I didn't need this fairytale ending for Veronica and Logan. I just don't love that he was just like killed off as a way to like rapidly
0: develop her and make her leave Neptune. I think it could have been done better. When it comes to Nicole also, we see that both her and Nicole have, a similar trauma, but because Veronica, again, we going back to Keith and parenting and mm-hmm. supporting, she had Keith and she had like uh, this institute for like investigations, and how she deals with it is to find justice for other people. And then it's really good to see how somebody with a similar trauma deals with it, not in their regular day to day, I wanna be a savior for, or a champion for other women, but I, I'm just a regular business owner. I just happen to have this in my life, yeah, and I deal with it by punching drunken yeah, teens yeah, yeah. who are trying to um, also take advantage of of, of young women. But the fact that she had her own business, I like the fact that she had yeah. her own business, her own life. Um, she was a sexual character. She did what she wanted, yeah. um, and I felt I, 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 it was a really big miss there. But I thought that she could have been such a great little ally for. She could, um, I you like
1: Nicole doesn't let what happened to her define her, but you can see that it obviously is like it's it play- through exactly because she preventative. She's like. She, the way that she runs her business is to prevent these things from happening ever again. Veronica's reactive. Like she comes in after something has happened and tries to find like a level of justice in what she perceives to be justice. Just be glad I don't flip my hair. I'd own you.
0: You're tw- Can you just once save my ass without comment?
1: No, because saving your ass with comment, it just, it works better for me. Did you just call me lady? I might play with the masses, but underneath that angry young woman show there's a slightly less
0: angry young woman who's just dying to bake me something your marshmallow Veronica Mars a Twinkie right Christina so as we are wrapping up our conversation on Veronica Mars um, I wanted to touch upon her feminism and her as a feminist icon for women on television for teen women on TV we know that the character was written as a man mm-hmm. as, a, as a young boy first And then it was later on a young woman. And we know also that uh, shows like Buffy, the Nancy Drew book series and Twin Peaks were inspirations for Veronica Mars. And so I want to touch upon how her character development can now be seen or it could be a a great catalyst for women in TV now. So we're going to have a new show on the cw on nancy drew and we have something like riverdale which has like these women these young women also dealing with issues in a small town and um, mystery and murder and drugs and 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 gangs and things like that but how do you think that the show could be a catalyst for new women on tv
1: i think it really is a foundation for portraying teen women especially now in 2019 that have agency and that like acknowledge that aren't these sort of like picturesque don't come from picturesque families and aren't these you know completely unflawed characters i think very often what you saw previously were were a lot of like just sort of traditional portrayals of femininity and like the the traits that are supposed to make up women and veronica created this shift and assertiveness and so i think you do see like a trickle of that in the characters we see now and i think we're moving in that direction Um, i guess my one hope for characters that come out of inspiration from veronica and like the characters that inspired her is that maybe we'll get some Women of color, <laughs> you know, not just like a blonde white woman because, you know, Nancy Drew will be another blonde white woman. And so I'm hoping that that that, that we can see that, that and play with that those dynamics. Like we're talking about Nicole, you know, from from the fourth season, that was just so refreshing. And so I would love to see more of that and younger, like younger characters, women of color
0: that have these sort of like flaws and Layers and um, nuances, and 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 also, I hope that we continue to see young men that let those young women be. Mm-hmm. Um, similarly to um, Keith and, and Logan later on, where they're not there as protectors, but they could somewhat be allies as well. Even some, like somebody like more like Wallace too, who they are there to, to again to be allies, not to be. saved all the time or to save the main character but to be a little bit more equal and grounded um so christina thank you so much for for joining us here and for your time and for talking to us about one of my favorite shows any last thoughts on veronica and the the new tv season and women on television um well thanks for having me i i just hope to see more of it
1: and i i I hope that Hulu, the new season, introduced viewers to the previous seasons. And so there's an increased demand for that kind of representation for women in these kinds of roles. Definitely, thank you guys for joining us.